You're, it's me, good looking lead. This is the Thank Me Later podcast. To my left, introduce yourself. It's her co host, Noel K. <laughs> Why do you sound like that? Because that's how you sounded. I was trying Man, to hear my It's her co host, Noel K. <laughs> hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Hey, Team Noel K. That's why I'm, I don't know. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. We have a guest. We have a guest. This is like, what do we say? Like the honorary, the honorary, honorary. third. <laughs> oh, that sounds crazy. The honorary third. She's not a third anything. Yeah. Introduce yourself, please. It's third episode. <laughs> That's what you meant. So this is my third time on the podcast. There we go. You meant? That's what I meant. So That's giving listeners the wrong idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a happily married woman. Okay. <laughs> my name. Excuse me. I'll do my intro. One more time. My name is Dr. Racine Henry. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Hey, girl, it's so lovely to have you back. Thanks, Noelle. You know I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too, boo. I know. I have. It's beautiful to see your wonderful face. And y'all, she looks fantabulous today. Look who's talking. I need to borrow some of all of this happening. I give you some goodies. You can't say she has (laughs) it all out today. And I want some. Go ahead, say it. I mean, you're right. Wow. You're here. Okay. No, I um, miss you too, Lee. We know we talk exact, all the time. It doesn't though, matter. So. It doesn't matter. If you're going to, to say it to one, like, you, see, you say it to the other. Y'all not Siamese twins. I can give Noel <laughs> love you. and like, you don't have no. to have anything. We are a unit. What are you doing? Are, you, are we? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> nice should we discuss that on nope. air? Oh. Should you. We should. You know we had drama from that. Did you tell Noel about the beef that the three of you? Okay. I did. I did. Yes, I don't want to talk. Highly upset. Anyways, it wasn't like that, but it was like that <laughs> both times. But it's fine. As long as you're not mad at me, I am good. What is never, wrong with you? Never mad at you. Yo, I just all right. Protocol. Can, we, can we talk? <laughs> Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. So I, I really brought you here to speak about acceptance in the family life and, you know, what's healthy and what's not. Because some things have been so repetitive um, that even I think that, you know, it just comes with what happens so i wasn't always accepted by my family why a, uh they told me it was a phase they told me me being a lesbian was a phase because oh, it's not sexual identity yeah um they but they told me that they said that you know you you feel certain things you grow out of it mm-hmm. so but then they also made me feel like something was wrong right um is that normal I think it's normal for people to reject what they don't understand. Okay. And I think that when people are ignorant about something, and if you're the first in your family or if they don't have any friends around them that are part of the community, they don't know what that means. And you have to remember that when people, like when women are pregnant, right, you have all these expectations for your baby. You have all these hopes and dreams and plans of them having grandkids and getting married and who they're going to be. So when you start to shift from that ideal or that plan that your parents had for you in their mind, they don't understand why that's happening. And most often parents take what their kids do as a personal flaw. So in our society, being that people in the LGBTQ community are still marginalized and still treated unjustly, they feel like, oh my God, no. One, not my kid who's going to be discriminated against. Two, why my kid? Because this is something that people still don't understand and three when did this happen right what could I have done differently how did I play a role in this happening and then there are people who believe it's a choice so 
but <laughs> for for clarity, mm-hmm. because you are of the queer umbrella, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong with you, correct? It does not mean something. Nothing okay. wrong with you I can't for wait loving for certain who family you love. It's not a choice. It's not a lifestyle. It's the same way that I am heterosexual and I was born that way. I think people who are not heterosexual are born that way as well. Oh, I wouldn't choose to too. deal with men. Like, who chooses to deal with men? <laughs> not I would me. definitely not choose I, that. I, I definitely I agree with that. And I'm glad you brought up the word ignorant because a lot of people like to use that word and think that it's a, um, a degrading word. But it's actually to its meaning, lack of knowledge. And if you don't educate yourself on certain things or want to understand certain Mm. things that you don't know about you become ignorant and you stay there so i've been ignorant to things that i don't know and then i go and learn and i teach myself and then you step out of that bracket of being a bracket of being ignorant in that aspect Mm -hmm. so i've had to tell (laughs) my my i want to my mom that because of who i'm dating i'm dating someone of the same sex that i'm that you're ignorant to certain things because you choose to stay in a space of not knowing and understanding that there's nothing wrong with me or there's nothing wrong with me choosing to do something you didn't think I would do. That's my choice. It's my experience, my life journey. Right. And I think that there's a big cultural component to it as well, right? A lot of cultures and religion, of course, teach that it's wrong, bad, you're going to go to hell, mm-hmm. you're sinning, whatever it is. So I think that for some people, a lot of people, they don't know how to let go of that. It becomes this dichotomy of my religion and culture says one thing, but now you're doing this other thing. How do I make sense of the two things? How can I reconcile the fact that this doesn't fit in with the parameters I was given because of my belief system? And when you couple that with people who are older in age and you know used to a certain thing, a certain way of life, all this feels like these young kids doing all kinds of crazy things nowadays. Right. But people have been lesbian, gay, For bisexual, f- queer forever. It's yeah. not like we just found this in the last 20 or 30 or 50 years. You'd be surprised the people that judge you that looked at someone a certain way that they're like, right. no, you, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? But like, great. Would you be able to offer a different perspective on a certain situation? Um, Because I just think that the person was just a hater and evil. But when I, because I never came out. My brother did it for me. Um, But when my family found out, I was, like, forced to wear more feminine clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like, nah, it's a phase, but this is what you have to wear. I always thought, like, this is evil because I'm not comfortable at all. Right. You know what I mean? Um. But I held that, and I understand, you know, letting things go. But in me let it, wanting to let it go, I kind of am looking for some other way to see it. Is the person evil for doing that? I think, again, they were trying to fix what they saw as a problem. There's a lot of, like, okay. conversion therapy still exists, right, where they try to have younger adolescents converted back to heterosexuality. The ironic thing is the people who lead these camps always come out as being gay because they're always white men. <laughs> always literally if you like do your research they always come out as being gay if not dating one another Mm -hmm. so i think that just goes to show that it doesn't work and there's no science behind it you're trying to rid somebody of what's happening for them organically you can't do that you're trying to rid it from yourself i think anybody's issue is a problem within themselves that they're projecting onto someone else let someone be okay with what they're trying to be okay with right like in 
what they're already okay with that you're making an issue for them to not be okay with. It starts with you. I definitely right. think that someone's not saying that necessarily people who shade and do those evil things are, you know, gay or want to date the same sex, but it's something within them that they can't deal with that they want to project onto someone else. Possibly, but we also have a very big history of um, immigration in this country. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about people who are descendants of immigrants or immigrants themselves, when you come to a foreign country, all you have is your identity. All you have is your culture, your religion, or whatever it is that may have gotten you through all those hard times and helped you assimilate or progress to where you are. So if this thing that you hold so tightly and believe in and you feel like has served you well says these things are wrong and bad it's a really hard thing to let go of because you feel like you're then betraying a part of you right so for example my family is jamaican and jamaican culture has a lot of anti-homosexual rhetoric whether it's in stories they tell us and the music reggae music is so homophobic it's gotten a lot better lately but the songs I was singing when I was little, like now that I think about them, I'm like, oh my god, right? The and things that Beanie Man was saying, like they crazy. push the heterosexual or like right. the imagery of women being like exploited in a sexual right. way to kind of like maintain to overcompensate, that, right? To overcompensate. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of the so even with that cultural piece to it, I can look back on my family history and my family members or experiences I had visiting Jamaica and seeing that. There were always people from the LGBTQ community around. Mm-hmm. We just called them different things or we like, oh, they're a little funny or they're a little sweet, you know? Yo, that's what we right. were sweet. Yeah. yeah. But it was oh, like, fruity. right, we would never yeah. say, and, but like, but for some people, it wasn't a big deal. It was like, oh, you know, he's sweet. And he's like, okay. And you went about your day. But right. there was no, I don't think that we even need tolerance or acceptance. I feel like we just need education and not ignorance. I feel like tolerance and acceptance sounds like, Oh, I know you're kind of weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. Right. I don't like that. I don't want to tolerate or accept anything. I want to let people be who they are. Because why does it bother me who somebody else is sleeping with? I don't care as long as it's not who I'm sleeping with. Right. Do you? That's beautiful. <laughs> like, I really, put it. I really don't. Why is it my business? It's none of my business who you want to love or who you want. As long as it's not a child or right. someone who is unable to like give consent and and defend themselves, go do you. Like you know, let right. let yourself be who you want to be. I don't care. And I talk to Lee about that all the time because I feel like we've put um, the LGBT the LGBTQ AI really uh, plus. I'm just gonna add that plus in there. (laughs) Everybody speaking of ignorance, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is true, and I really just think that we should emphasize them as people in general and not their own. No matter who, yeah, straight people don't walk around saying. Hey, right. I'm, sh- I'm part of the have straight to come club. Out like, saying I don't have to I'm come straight. out saying I'm straight, and it's just it's so overbearing and and overwhelming mm-hmm. to even look at that fr- from the outside in, especially right. having so many people that I know that has been affected by the struggles that come with it. Right, it's the- become a part of their life, like their lifestyle. And similarly, when you're an ally, even that word I have issues with, of people in the community. People feel like, why do you care so much? Are you gay too? Like, right. I don't have to. I'm a minority. I'm a black woman. Like, so I feel like the discrimination does not discriminate. The buck is going to get passed around to all of us. So if I'm 
going to sit here and discriminate against another minority, that's super ignorant and super foolish in my mind. So I feel like I'm championing for social justice for everybody that needs it and not particularly one group or cause over the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's foolish when people of color are ignorant about people of different sexual orientations and identities because do you know what it's like to be discriminated against? Like, why is that any different? I mean, yes, it's different because you can't see someone's sexuality by looking at them. But I still feel like we should be the ones defending others who are minorities as well more than anybody else. Right. Yeah, that would be amazing. It's cra- It's so good that you mentioned, you know, you don't have to come out as straight because the straight people in Boston, I believe, had a straight, oh, yeah. uh, straight Foolish. pride parade. Yeah. But it was really just an anti-homosexual parade. Just like Blue Lives Matter was anti-Black yes, Lives Matter. Exactly. Right. But it just was... I wanted to. At first, I thought it was a joke, but I no, wanted they were to serious. see. Yeah, super serious. Right. But I wanted to see how how do you execute something like this? Well, what, when you're a white male in this country, you can pretty much do whatever you, do whatever you whatever want. You and so, if you notice who was leading that parade, yeah, it was a bunch of heterosexual white men who felt like, "How dare you have some, something that we're excluded from?" Exactly. But then they took the time to then give us all of the attention by saying, "What you're doing is wrong." And then they said, "We pushed the gay agenda." But I, you, as you mentioned, so heterosexual doings and, and, and just traits are everywhere. So what is... Heteronormativity. Yes, that's the word. I, mm-hmm. I hate to say it because sometimes I say it wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like when other people say it. But how do we begin to break that down? It's so deeply ingrained in <sighs> the things that we say and do. Like when little kids... Are we find them cute? We'll say, "Oh, he's gonna be a heartbreaker. You better watch him with the girls." Yeah. Why are you assuming this little boy is gonna be heterosexual? There's all this institutionalized so sort of like social constructs around heteronormativity that it took me a while, even as intelligent as I like to think that I am, to realize that heteronormativity is a real thing and it's so pervasive. You know, even in like movie plots or, you know, the way that they always position the gay best friend or whatever it is, there's always this idea that heteronormativity is the normal and the standard. Everything else is other. And you have to notice the other. Right. Like that's doesn't make sense at all. Right. As as someone who deals with basically people unpacking, um, was it ever a point in time where you felt like we weren't moving as forward as we all think. I feel like we're not moving as forward as we all think right now. I don't think that we're so, I think people try to be progressive and I think the effort is important. I think that there are people who want to know and want to do do differently, but I still feel like the dominant culture and the dominant discourse is very much rooted in patriarchy and white supremacy. And so I feel like until those things are addressed and named and, those just injustices are made right. We're just sort of spinning our wheels. We're making some progress, but I think that movement and progress are very different. And I think that people are getting caught up in the movement, but not seeing that we aren't going forward. We're not moving anywhere. We're not going towards that goal that we say we have as a country or a society. Oh, no, that's a gem. Movement and progress are different. It's one of my therapy things. Wow. It is. But I hear that I a can lot apply too. that to like my whole life. Doing, sure yeah, like doing so much, but you're not really doing anything yeah, at all. Yeah, you're just turning in a circle. Yeah. So you Me. feel like I'm doing all this stuff, but you're not really, like, you're not really going from point A to point B. Wow, I feel seen. 
that's <laughs> this is that? always about Lee and her this revelations. Like a personal no, attack, right? right? No, like it wasn't personal, a personal attack. No, it's like a personal therapy <laughs> session. We're facts. talking to everybody, not right. just you. <laughs> right. You sure? I have a question for you, though, mm-hmm. on a personal note, to not to just few zoom in on family matters um go for it i feel like in my relationship sometimes with my significant other that because i don't identify with the lgbt community that at all um, what do you mean you don't identify with yeah what does that what does mean? Like? okay no i don't want to say identify i don't claim that she takes offense to it but i don't i also don't claim being a straight woman either i just kind of don't, don't like you don't self-identify yeah i don't self-identify as anything because mm-hmm. I just feel like the label is just kind of right. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? Is should no? I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think that in your relationship, you need to have a conversation about what, about what that means to your significant other, mm-hmm. and what she's taking from you not identifying. Okay, because she may feel like I'm alone in this experience of being in a same sex relationship, and if you're not identifying, people are going to assume you're heterosexual, and they're going to give you certain privileges or certain treatment that they won't give me. And so if you identified, then we would both be in this experience together. We would both Mm. be discriminated against or just both know what it's like to be out and proud and, you know, whatever it is. But I feel like in some certain circumstances, she doesn't necessarily identify or put herself in a box as well because she can easily um, single herself out of certain behaviors or what the, the, the norm is for her community, too. In what way? Um. So is she cisgendered? Is she female presenting and heterosexual female presenting, or is there? It gets deep. Mm. Right, because deep. oh, that's a part of it too. It if, a, if a person is not cisgendered, then there's more of an assumption when they're confronted with someone socially. So we assume that you know, lesbian women look a certain way and they right. play certain sports and they do certain things, and so there's a better chance if she's not cisgendered that she's going to be assumed to be a lesbian and treated as such, whereas you who are you are cisgendered, that you're going to be pursue, perceived as a heterosexual female. Yeah, which I am. Right. Most times. You are what? Heterosexual? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. How do you... Oh, you're cisgendered. No, I'm saying like most times people would assume that because yeah, they do. when people even right. view me now in a relationship where I'm in, in a relationship with the same sex, they're like, oh, I didn't know this. And it's like, well, I don't really have to come out and tell you my business. Well, are you <laughs> hiding do, your sexual but... identity or are you hiding your partner? Because I think that may be very different. Maybe she Neither. feels like she's hidden. Or are you hiding the world from your partner? That's All right, Drake. I'm not hiding my job in the world. I'm hiding I the think world from my child. Just my career path and me being um, so public with my life overall, I think that I do um, just kind of try to keep I, I keep things. I don't know. I give people what I want to give people, but like I'm not hiding my partner from the world. I'm so just when you're hiding. singing your love songs, is it clear that you're singing to a woman? Or that's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> wow. I actually have a song uh-huh. that. Um, this is really funny to me, by is the amazing. way. <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing so much. But anyway, um, I have a song that's about um, my girlfriend, but it's not out yet. Okay. But I also did a freestyle recently where I definitely claimed the side of letting. Mm-hmm. the world know that i'm interested in a woman like i'm speaking to a woman well i feel like it's deeper than just 
you identifying publicly. There's right. something for her that she feels either not seen that. or not a part of your real life or mm. that you're hiding the relationship. Because you can be a lesbian and not be with a woman right now. You can be bisexual and you could be you could be non whatever and just be with who you want to be with. But I think that she feels Right, like which she's I've hidden. never really had to be like, hey world, right. I would be whoever I'm you gonna be, be with whoever I like. Yeah. Period. So maybe she feels like you're I've hiding never had her to in some say way. That it's weird right. that you feel that you, you kinda don't share your life because as someone who's close to you, I feel like you do share your whole life. Including her relationship? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you go, maybe not on her page, but if you watch her story, I feel like you know right. how she feels for the day, who she's fucking with for the day. That's how I find out who you was with. <laughs> That's the most of the time, though. <laughs> I feel like if you just watch her story, you'll know how the but day is going for But that doesn't necessarily no mean that, that, pers- that people understand right. that, that's that, your this, that this romantic is my partner. life. Right. Oh, my, yeah. One, my romantic partner. Mm-hmm. Right. And then two, that it's serious. Okay. And then three, God forbid, we we would we would not be together. That it's still a I would be with a woman yeah. in the future or whatever the case may be. So that's why I'm saying the lines for my personal relationship. Mm-hmm. That can also be a thing with my significant other saying, right. well, is this just a phase for you too? like that? Is this idea? your first same sex relationship? Um, Yeah. Like so of something official, of too. right? Like something For official her, that, that I wanted to build right. on. Have I dealt with women before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a physical level, right? Through my life, but yeah. they weren't situations where I had to be public. I mean, but I've also had heterosexual relationships. Have you been public with those sex heterosexual yeah. relationships? Yeah, but not all. So maybe that's what it I've is. I've had a significant. I've had two that I've been public with, and people don't know about others so what's the yeah. difference of not knowing about know. all versus i have to speak wait. with you and your partner together to really figure that out okay mm-hmm. maybe we need to like set that up that'd be cute maybe we do i charge so it's not free that's fine. what were you gonna say lee uh i was I don't actually take insurance either <laughs> <laughs> she's new to say Just that to kidding. me <laughs> <laughs> oh are you interested in bringing your partner to see racine not at all Okay. No, no, you couldn't now. And we have this dual relationship thing. We're <laughs> friends. We have phone numbers. Exactly. Be in therapy no, together. you can't be. Um, yeah, can, your therapist you know, can't be your friend. No, but I can always, you know, give you some non-therapeutic, just my personal opinion and feedback. I pay attention to you anyway. I know so you I, do. Oh, exactly. All up on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I find Oh, my mom said to tell you hi, by the way. Hey, Ma. She I was find like, are you going ways. with the girl that I like? Are you going yes. to her podcast? I was like, yeah. Aww, Love moms. Love so her to death. Thank you for listening. Um. I find healthy ways to communicate, express myself. I just watch you. I just listen to what you say. So as someone who's close to Noelle, do you have any insight about what her partner is thinking or feeling? Um, I just would, I don't think that it's a hiding thing. I don't, I don't see how Noelle could hide. Right. She's, she's not built that way. If yeah. She know, like she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Um, I think as far as identifying though, I don't think that it's something that, you're going to always need to figure out with your partner something that you have to work on. Because if this is your first time with a woman, are you dating publicly, someone? Yeah, said. publicly. You 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 have to ask yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, how long has my girlfriend been doing this? Is is she right. out? There's certain things that she's just gonna be further along. Right. And so you right. have to go through. And I mean, I tell you that with everything. There's certain things that you go through in music that someone you're close to won't be able to 
you know, fully walk you through because it's just been so long since we've done with feel. that. Yeah. But I think that in any relationship, you're not going to grow at the same rate or in the same way. And so you're constantly having to figure out how do we get along while being in these different spaces in our lives. That could be career-wise, that could be as parents, that can just be in your personal development. So that could be another part of that tension and discord is that if she is further along in her sexual identity and her coming out process and being out, then it may feel like you're sort of needing to play catch up. But that's right. some, of, some of that is because, her stuff yeah, that's and not I'm really saying. your it's stuff. It's like my you know? whole life I've been told that this is you know because i'm dating openly this gender i'm this so it's like for me i would if i had to i'd be like well i'm a bisexual woman because i'm i date a man or a woman like but that thing of being further along than your partner in the relationship because this is my first time dating a woman publicly how is that like I'm just really not big on labels in general, mm-hmm. but you do get faced these questions when it's like, yeah, you know, and maybe the labels mean something to your partner. Right. And so there's, again, like a piece of this, I think a part of it is on her and you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. A part of it is on you and she can't do anything about that. But then there's a piece that comes up in your interactions that there's meanings and values being placed to what both of you are doing and not doing and saying and not saying. Right. So it's really about discussing what are those meanings, where do they come from, and how do I play a role in making this happen differently for you? Right, because my I views could to? be really different because my struggle is different. Right. Or, And even now, going through certain things in my home, mm-hmm. it's very new for me. And it's things that I wouldn't have expected because growing up, there's a certain way your home presents itself to you and how they would want you to communicate. But yeah. if they don't think you'd ever come and say these X, words y, yeah. or you'd bring them this to the table, now it's a completely different version right. you're getting of the trust. of It's the theory co- versus practice. Yeah. So Ideally, we would react this way, but now it's actually happening. Oh, right. hell no. So I do make a lot of those decisions so and, and communicate with her so she knows I'm proud yeah. to be with her. And um, I'm also serious about it, and it's not a phase for me, so I want to build, and I'm going to be assertive yeah. with whomever and whatever I need to. So so I think you also need to give it time, too. Okay. You know, because maybe because, because this is new for you and the relationship is still fairly new, that you have to sort of get into your own groove as a couple and figure out how to speak each other's love languages and all those different things. So, yeah. you know what I, I do want to things to, you know, of course, trigger or yeah, not say things. I wanted to ask because we did speak about being cisgendered. Mm-hmm. The labels and having to identify, do you think it stems from cisgendered entitlement? Of like course. they have to know. I I think we live in a society where we label everything, including people, and what we call something dictates how we treat that thing, right? So a chair means I can sit in it, I don't have to ask your permission. I just that's what your purpose is. If I label you as a woman, that means in some people's minds, you date men only, you're feminine presenting, you're cisgendered and everything else. So we always we, we label everything. And it's about us as people expanding those definitions and meanings to mean things that maybe we don't even know they mean and being okay with that because it's not your life or your business. Like, so if you want to say, you know, identify as they and them for my pronouns and I don't believe in labeling myself with a gender. Okay. So I'll respect that and call you and refer to you as they and them. Why do I have to put my comfort and my labels and meanings onto you when this is your life? So if I'm in a relationship with you as a friend, coworker, family member, whatever it is, if I truly respect and care about you, then I'll put 
your feelings above my own when it comes to how I treat you. you. Right. Because this is about you knowing that here's how I'm showing you that I love and respect and care about you by treating you how you're asking to be treated and vice versa. So if you called me he and I identify as she, her, we have a problem because it's not how I want to be you know, called or treated. Right. So it should be reciprocal and it's not a big deal. Like what does it matter? This is true. Were you always very uh, accepting of things that even if you didn't understand them or did it come through? No, it definitely practice? came. I mean, in, in just growing up, like I was taught that gay men were bad and wrong and disgusting. And so I thought that for a very long time until I had my first gay friend. And I think I was in middle school and he was just like, I like boys. And I was like, ew, you do? He's like, yeah, you like boys too, right? And I was like, you know what? I do. And so we got, we got into this whole big thing about which boys we liked more than which boys were cute. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's not bad. But then I had to go home and hear these messages about how my friend and people like him were wrong and bad. And, of course, me being outspoken, I was like, mommy, you're wrong. That's not true. That's me. And so <laughs> then it became a whole like, oh, here we go. You know, Miss, yeah. I love everybody, so we right. have to tiptoe around you because you're not going to let us say things about people that, you know, that you don't like. I'm not going to let you say things about people, not because of my friend, but because people are people. I'm not going to sit there and and, talk, and listen to or entertain and nothing rhetoric about anybody. anything to do with Right, but whether doing. it's about people of different races or religions or let people be who they want to be. Why does it matter to me who somebody else is or what they believe in? Like, as long as you aren't hurting me, it's not impacting me negatively do you you know and so growing up of course I realized as I got older and educated myself more that it wasn't just about gay and straight people and that people around me that I've known forever were a part of this other quote-unquote community that I had no idea about and so it was like oh I've probably been offending you for some years and never knew it and that feels horrible you know, I never want to make anybody feel bad. So just knowing that my ignorance could possibly cause somebody else to feel badly or to feel like I don't love them or care about them, I never want to be in that position. So I made it my mission to learn more. And I think I'm always still learning. I don't fully understand a lot of what's happening in the world across the board. But it's I think we're in an age now where what you don't know is because you don't want to know. You can learn anything about anything nowadays. So if you don't know something, it's because you don't want to. Like you said earlier, it's about you wanting to educate yourself. And if you don't want to, then you won't. And some people are happy being like that. And I've had to learn to accept those people, too, who want to be ignorant, who want to be homophobic or racist. I don't have to be around you. I don't have to like you. But if, we, if I believe in diversity, that means that people at the table aren't going to think like me. It's not everybody around me thinks the same way. We just all look different. No, it's about, yeah, like you may be homophobic. You may be racist. And I have to understand where that comes from for you. And I can have some empathy for you to a certain extent. And you have a seat at the table too, because diversity means unlike minds are all together and everybody's allowed to be who they are in this space. It's very difficult. And it's an ongoing process, I think. Because I'd rather have people around me who are not ignorant and yes, not saying... Or who are like-minded like you. At least just not outright, like, obnoxious and offensive to people, you know? But you got to let people be who they are, good and bad. This is true. Before we uh, get up out of here, right, you recently tied the knot. Dang, that was really quick. But yeah, it was I'm only sorry, an hour. I was late. I know. I'm it's so fine. sorry. It's fine. I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was right. like, I don't care. Please <laughs> no, give me a hard time stop. being late. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they always like they always.
always associate you with the nice feelings because of her voice. She's like her it voice is smells like comforting. Like, I'm so charming mm. and stuff, but you have a really nice voice too. You do. Have, my yeah. mom just, loves you know, your voice. That's what, that's what it is. She likes just, your voice a lot. It's just the charm. I like I, your yeah. mom. You have the swag. Like have that's the okay. Charm. Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I like her mom more than I like you as well. So <laughs> anyway, you recently tied the knot. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. You look good. You look blessed. Aww, you know? thanks, How was guys. it? Um, it was a lot of fun. I wedding planning wasn't stressful for me like it is, uh, is wow. for other people. Amen. That's amazing. I was completely in control, which I think was probably why I wasn't stressed. <laughs> but I also like planning events and things. Okay. So um and I feel like it was just it became stressful when other people had their feelings involved. It became about other people for mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And that was stressful. But thankfully, my husband, which is so weird to say, my husband and I got along really well throughout the entire process. Like, it wasn't our stress. It was other people, you know, with their, like, I want to sit at this table and this person can't come too. And why'd you invite that person? And you better have this food there. Like, it was why like. Why is it like that? Because people are very invested in enjoying your wedding, right? And they so they feel like, what about me? But it's not about you. And I was right. very comfortable saying, this is not, when you, you want that at your wedding, then have it at your wedding. At my wedding, here's what we're going to be doing. And, uh, you know, uh, friendships ended, family relationships ended. People get really crazy That's, around the wedding. And it's so unfortunate because it's, it like, is it's a glorified party. It's not right. serious. And like, it's about you. Yeah, like a wedding, okay, fine, serious. But the marriage is what's more important to me and to him. And so that was always our, our goal. Our, our bottom line was, this party is not going to drive us crazy. We want to be married and our marriage and our union and our bonds, and our family with our daughter is way more important than this one day. So whenever it got like crazy, he'd be like, yo, what are we doing right now? Right. We're getting married. Right. So don't even stress about that. And so since he's so much opposite from me, he was able to keep it smooth. That's amazing. Great balance. Yeah. Yes. We've I'm, I'm happy for you. Thank this you, very guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I have to bring my person. You can meet him one time. Please. Yeah. Please do that. Thank uh, like you. Uh, are we thinking the same thing, all of us, is what's next? What's next? Babies. Babies. I have a baby. Babies. <laughs> I have and a four-year-old, so exactly, we're good on that front. Hey, so when's the next, when's the next, next, the next fiction baby. show? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Noelle. <laughs> We move on yeah, from let's that move quick. On. Right. Go. So about that. So every Sunday, <laughs> since you guys never ask me where people can find me and all that stuff, it's fine. I'll let you rock. Um, don't say y'all. Say all right, Lee. Lee thank you. Because you are the quarterback of this thing. So if you don't say like, hey, this but is I wasn't segment. rapping yet. Oh, I'm sorry. You said it before we got here. I was about here, to get so up out of like, here. But I was not going to let you just skip over the okay. baby. When's sorry, the next meal, boo? But yes, <laughs> you do have your cooking show on Instagram TV. I um, do. Thanks so Lee. Happy. Lee told yes. me stop doing these recordings like this. Put it on Instagram TV. Yes. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Because it was like, I know, yeah. right? Clicking, clicking, and she sent me a really fast, like, screen recorded video of like, now you know how to do it. So yeah. I don't want to see this the anymore. The rice grain stories are just not. But not so it. my but sister has a background in cinematography. She's a TV producer, so she was like, "All this looks crazy. You need a wide angle. You need to be in different space. So it's going to look very different coming soon because she's. Ooh. This is beautiful. Uh, my butt. This but, yeah. is beautiful. Uh, it's called a palette for love. Uh, so a palette for love is this uh, model of therapy that I've been developing for a few years. Okay. I don't know what to call it. It's like a cooking. I don't want to call it culinary arts therapy. because That's a thing that exists. Okay. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing a ver- something similar to that. But it's my own creation of combining the acts of cooking and eating with couples therapy. I want to do it with single people and families too. But right now I'm focusing on the couples work. And the idea is that, my idea is that we spend so much time eating 
and not using that time to really go into therapeutic conversations. So maybe it's easier when you're having a nice meal to have that free flowing, like, oh, you know, I meant to say this to you before. And like, you know, when you're eating, you, you feel good and you're relaxed. So you it's can have language. some of these like constructive conversations. Right. And a lot of couples don't talk to each other very much. They don't spend time together. So cooking is a way to do that. And so what I do is I have some sessions in the office, some sessions in the cooking space. And when we're in the cooking space, we're not just cooking and eating. We're, there's therapeutic techniques that I've woven into how the recipes are written and how people actually go about doing the cooking, that they're working on communication. You're working on um, you know, problem solving and teamwork. And it's trademarks. Don't steal my name. Facts. It's a palette for love. And so what I do on Sundays is I cook a recipe of my own or one that I've seen. And I talk about some mental health topics. So right now it's uh, Suicide Awareness Prevention Month. Mm -hmm. Month, yeah. And so I did an episode last Sunday and talked about suicide. Um, I've talked about cheating. I've talked about the power of your words. I've talked about um, having toxic people around you. So every week, every Sunday at 7, probably not today, but usually every Sunday at 7, um, I have a different recipe, a different topic. I'm going to have some guests come on. I have a friend that's a sex therapist. She's going to be coming on there with me um, in a few months. Um, my husband and my daughter were on there right after we got married right. talking about what the wedding and what marriage meant to them. So just trying to you know bring it to the people as best as possible. But the couples I'm treating right now in therapy, they have the option of doing the palette for love path or just regular couples therapy. That's dope. So, and I also had an event last Valentine's Day that I'm hoping to do again soon that was the Palette for Love um, Valentine's Day edition. So I had three couples, and we met up in a um, nice brownstone in Brooklyn, and we did the cooking and the group therapy and a lot of activities, and they really, really liked it. So yeah, I want to do that more. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I went in on this one. So Yeah, you guys There's can that. come. Lee, you got maybe. a little girlfriend. Maybe you should, you know. Can you yeah, let people know? both got little girlfriends, <laughs> so you can bring them, bring the two of yeah. them with you. Can you let people know where they can find you? <laughs> Sorry, I was parched. Um, <laughs> so my Instagram is Sankofa Therapy NYC, and Sankofa is spelled S as in Sam, A N as in Nancy, K as in Kangaroo, O F as in Frank, A the word Therapy NYC, and you can see all of the cooking and mental health talk there. I'm so happy uh, to have had this talk with you, Noel. Do you have any closing notes? Or can I take us out? <laughs> you can take us out. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all know what y'all been listening to, man. We out of here. <laughs>